conscious couples, business partners, and singles committed to attracting their dream partner, welcome to the Conscious Couples Podcast, where we share our life, love story, and combined relationship expertise to help you create and consistently cultivate the most magnificent, intimate relationship possible. Never again will you feel hopeless and alone in your intimate relationship challenges. Having accumulated thousands of hours coaching conscious couples and individuals all over the world, as well as starting and growing a global business together, Alan and I are here to guide you and all things relationships. Thank you again for tuning into the one place where it's not about you or me. It's about the the we. Conscious couples and individuals from all over the world, welcome back to episode number 36, Is Your Partner Too Emotional? Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to, as always, the Next Level Podcast Solutions team. Thank you so much. Audio, video, all the production value. Thank Mm. you, thank you, thank you. Also, another shout out to you, sweetheart. Happy 28th birthday. Thanks, love. Today, 28 years young and just getting started. Mm -hmm. Um. So today's episode, we have an example that we want to bring in. But first, what's your intention, pretty girl? So my intention in this episode is to empower our listeners a little bit more than they might feel right now when it comes to thinking about this, you know, emotions, relationships, all that jazz. Because we all know that emotions can really make or break relationships, Um there's no other place where emotionals or emotions can get heightened or triggered as fast than in an intimate relationship. So my intention is to empower our listeners to manage and construct their emotions and feel as though they have more control over them. All right. So the example that we want to give in this episode. So Emilia and I love the Divergent series. Love it. If you've never seen it before, we'll try our best to explain it. If you have seen it before, get ready to see it again. I'm joking. All right. So there's this one scene where they go into what they call Sims. And essentially what they do is they give them a shot, an injection that gets them to go into a dream state while Mm -hmm. they monitor their brainwaves. Mm -hmm. And the two characters that we're referring to in this story is Triss and Four. And Mm -hmm. they're falling in love, essentially, in the series. Yep. So, spoiler alert, by the way, if you haven't seen it. It's also apparently a book series as well. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. So, in this sim, the idea is to figure out um, how to face your fears. Yeah. And essentially, you're faced with your biggest fears, a.k.a. you're emotionally triggered. Mm -hmm. In the sim, Triss is, I think she's in a tank of water that's slowly filling up with water Mm -hmm. and she realizes okay this is all just a simulation Mm -hmm. i don't have to have these fear responses of freaking out i can just decide to break the glass Mm -hmm. and break out of this so to speak this sim right and so she essentially wakes up from the dream state quicker than anybody she gets past the sim quicker than anybody Mm -hmm. and that's why she's quote-unquote divergent and we're not going to go into all that but essentially four gets triggered and he's like how did you do that Mm-hmm. Like, how did you get out so fast? Like, I don't understand. And essentially what he's alluding to is you're divergent, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's faster than anyone ever does that. So there must be something um, going on here. Mm. And so in this analogy, this metaphor, divergent is essentially emotional mastery. Mm-hmm. You can't imagine a couple that has a magnificent, beautiful, rich, dynamic relationship where there isn't some level of emotional mastery when things go wrong. Yeah. Kids, finances, 
deaths in the family, burns, holidays. holidays, holidays. We're doing an event on that coming up. We'll talk about it soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but essentially, if Emilia and I, we use us as an example, if I'm triggered and I don't have any emotional mastery, mm-hmm. or she's triggered and she doesn't have any emotional mastery, she'll be unkind or whatever. And so the goal of this episode is to help you understand, and Emilia's going to go into it, how to be divergent in your own emotional mastery. Yay. Yeah, exactly. When you were telling that story, babe, I'm like, okay, everyone can be, in theory, divergent. And here's the thing. That movie, I think, is really perfect for this example because of the fact that, like, Triss and Four and all of the other divergent characters are the ones who have actually mastered their emotions and understand this huge fact that for me was like a mind bender. So my entire life, I thought when it came to emotions that emotions are like, they're a part of the human being experience. They're just there with you. They're kind of these like feelings that come up and they, they get catalyzed by different series of events where I don't know, just as you are that you react to that, like that's the reaction. And so my mind got completely bent when I started learning about what's called the constructed theory of emotion, which essentially at a very high level for all of our listeners is that in essence, your emotions aren't something that are just born with you that just come up whenever and that you have zero control over it. As a matter of fact, your emotions are constructed, meaning they're crafted, they're put together, and they're experienced through your mind. And I think that when I learned about that at first, it was really triggering for me from an emotional standpoint because I didn't... I How didn't, ironic. I, it, yeah, very <laughs> ironic because it was like, well, wait a second. If, if I understand this correctly, okay. So the classical theory of emotion, which is what I had said, which I is which what is I grew up with. Which is the old way to think about the this. The old way of thinking. And when you when you look at the neuroscience, this is what a lot of psychologists, neuroscientists, all, all of the people prior to the constructed theory of emotion, before it really started to con- like catch wind in the academia community, <clears throat> excuse me, essentially like we all really had this misbelief that emotions we have zero control over them and so it can feel really disempowering and you can feel super hopeless and helpless when it comes to your relationships because oh let's say for example you know alan does something and i end up feeling a certain type of way about it that feeling what i what i once might have thought was just what happens i have no control over it and i'm gonna have to work through these emotions now that i understand the constructed theory of emotion in the fact that I'm choosing my emotions every single day based on my interpretation, my appraisal, my experience, right? Like I can now say, okay, Alan did that. And here's how I want to feel about that. And so for the Divergent series, in this example, babe, what you had said, Tris, just like four, there are emotions that arise in the simulation which is fear right it gets their heart pumping it gets them wanting to figure out how do they get out of the glass and it's such a state that like gets us so it it triggers and puts all of our activation systems on go and then there's a there's a moment of mindfulness which comes in and says hey like in in the moment when tris is in that glass box hey and she says this isn't real this isn't real 
this is a simulation, meaning that her mind is constructing her in a glass box with the water filling up, right? Because that's the fear brain talking. So all of us can be, like I said, the divergence of the world. We can look at our emotions as either they run us or we can run them. And I think that that's been one of the most empowering things literally of my last, like, honestly, of my entire life. Because when you think about that, it's like, well, wait a second. Now, when it comes to being too emotional in the relationship, instead of feeling guilty about that, you can actually feel like you have a sense of control and you can navigate how you want to feel about something. Here you go, sweetie. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So imagine you're in a relationship with two people who both of them believe in the constructive theory of emotion. In other words, we choose our emotions and even when we're triggered, we can take a moment of mindfulness and decide not to be triggered or decide to at least de-escalate the emotion. Yep. Those two people are going to be much better off in the long run. They're going to be much more likely to succeed. They're going to be much more likely to be conscious parents. They're going to be much more likely to not hurt each other unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, I often talk about how Emilia and I have never fought. Mm -hmm. In the beginning of our relationship, she said, Alan, um, she said, Alan, we're never going to fight. And in my mind, I was like, okay, (laughs) I want to be with you forever. So like never, like where I grew up, there was several fights. My mom and stepdad used to fight a lot. I was going to share that. That was normal. Yeah. And she's like, well, whenever you fight, it implies that there's a winner. And mm-hmm. when you fight, there's no winner. Everyone loses. Yeah. If if you do believe the old theory, and you really do believe that you can't control your emotions. Or that you your let, partner's too emotional. Right. And you let your emotions come over you and you let them run the show, mm-hmm. which I know at times my mom and stepdad did. Mm-hmm. And we've all done at times. We've all done We've it. all done at times. Yeah. Um, that couple is most likely going to unintentionally hurt their partner unintentionally say things they don't mean unintentionally do things they wish they could take back and they're much less likely to construct a magnificent relationship we're not saying that everyone needs to be perfect we're not saying that anyone needs to be perfect what we are saying here is that it is our responsibility Mm. to master our own emotions and I think it was for me, I think it was probably after 26 when I started taking full responsibility for my own emotions as well. What what age were you? Mm. It was definitely early 20s. Hey everyone, we're Mike and Jesse, and we just wanted to give a quick shout out to Alvin and Amelia from the Gauchos Couples Podcast. Mike and I have been listeners of the show for a little while, and we decided we wanted to take it one step further and try out couples coaching. In the beginning, we were a little hesitant because we didn't really know how we would be supported through this journey, but Amelia and Alan quickly blew us away during our free 30-minute call where they were able to listen to us, hear our needs, hear our goals, and to just drive to five and find common ground, and we are so excited to jump in every single month with them to continue on our journey. So thank you guys so, so much. All the love. If you haven't tuned in, 10 out of 10 recommend i think when i was first introduced to the constructed theory of emotions honestly i think that if i'm being real it was when i actually understood this and proved to myself that i could actually construct my own emotions that's when i was able to take quote-unquote full ownership which like honestly wasn't like maybe three and a half years ago what was it like at the beginning when you started practicing this? Uh, it was scary. It was scary because 
it was scary and equally empowering because babe like i was like okay well i can't just let that lid off anymore there's a reason why that's happening and it's because of past experiences and because of my brain remembering past experiences i now have to actually like figure out a way with mindfulness of how we need to navigate this forward in a way that's far more suitable instead of just kind of expecting like, oh, this is what happens and I have no control over it. So it was equally empowering as it was scary. What we find a lot of times happening with couples is that one of the partners will get triggered Mm -hmm. and they'll say or do something they wish they could take back, but then they'll make excuses about it because they didn't think it was their choice. Oh, well, that was because you said this. Or this and that happened, or I was in a triggered state. And I think that we need to find a center point here because uh, I'll share this as well. Emilia and I went away this past weekend mm-hmm. and we were doing a four-hour drive to upstate New York and there was a someone who essentially, there was a dangerous situation in the car, somewhat dangerous situation where this car was trying to come onto the highway and I wanted them to go ahead of me oh, and they yeah. ended up stopping while I was stopping and it was, it was triggering. And... I was uh, uh, slightly unkind in that moment, and I don't think it was anything no, drastic, but I was persistent. definitely triggered. Mm-hmm. And I essentially said, I'm triggered, I'm sorry. Uh, but there needs to be responsibility and ownership taken for even when you are triggered, you're still responsible for the way in which you behave. Thousand but if you don't believe in the constructed theory of emotion, you're not going to take responsibility because you don't think it's a choice. Exactly. And I think that if you don't think it's a choice, now you're not going to go practice emotional mastery. Definitely not. And so for me, the only takeaway I have, I know the timer's coming up pretty soon. The only takeaway I have for our listeners more than anything, I think, is have you decided in advance to master your own emotions? Mm. Even on this episode, there were several times where your throat is having a hard time and I've been, you know, saying things imperfectly or whatever and I've had to in real time go, it's okay. Everything's fine. No big deal. Give her some water, right? Mm-hmm. If you can master your own anxiety, if you can master your own triggered states, if you can take a moment of mindfulness in a heated moment or a challenging moment and then pivot and realize that you're good and to go back to divergent, realize it's okay. This is okay. It's not the end of the world that her throat is doing this. It's still a valuable episode. If you can in real time manage your own emotions, manage your own thoughts Mm. and control them, take back control of your own thoughts and actions and feelings, Mm. then you really can't have much better outcomes. You're going to perform better. You're going to speak better. You're going to you're going to be willing to raise your hand and ask a dumb question. You're going to be willing to do much more things knowing that you can kind of handle yourself in those tough pressure cooker moments. And I think that it's, it's really more powerful than I think people give it credit for. Certainly than I've given it credit for. I mean, emotional mastery is one of the most important parts of personal development, I would say. A thousand percent. Especially in an intimate relationship. And one of the things that you said just before we leave um, is It's not like, okay, well, we likely, whoever is listening right now, you likely grew up with a culture that had its fundamental understanding built upon the classical theory of emotions. Now, I think it's really important to recognize that. And I I didn't even recognize that. Do you know when the research changed? When did it? Um, Honestly, the constructive theory of um, emotions has been out there for thousands of years. 
It's just which one ended up getting far more um, hype, if you will, who's, was the who's classical. Who's the person who... I want to uh, say it work? was Her- um, Heraclides back in ancient no, Greek. Who's the work that like... You know how uh, Carol Dweck is mindset, growth versus fixed? Like who's the work that really... The work that I would perpetuate in this world right now that is definitely helping to bring it more to public awareness is um, Lisa Fieldman Barrett. Who's a neuroscientist? Is this the book you recommended? How um, yes, how emotions, how emotions are, are made? Are made? Yep. How emotions are made? We yep. can put the link in the show notes. Yeah, um, so to great. Audible. We're not getting a kickback or anything. We're not sponsored by Audible. Um, just so everyone's aware. But check out that book. Check out that resource. Decide in advance to master your emotions because if you do, and when you do, your relationship has a far better chance of being magnificent. I mean, yeah. Yeah. super important skill if you're if you feel as though your partner's too emotional too emotional it's it's likely a result because they were never introduced to the construction theory of emotion so this is a great episode where you both can learn more about it and you can introduce it into each other's lives more but this is what i was saying it just came back to me sorry um it doesn't just happen overnight it's not just like a switch yeah. oh i learned about this construction theory of emotion now um, i can master my emotions in every single moment it's no 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 the brain remembers when an emotion comes up like a fear like scared like we were when we were hiking the other night the the, yeah hiking the brain remembers oh because dark is coming and you could potentially even though it's statistically very low probability get killed by a bear or mountain lion you should probably increase your heart rate. You should probably pump that blood to the rest of your extremities and you should probably like run, right? So like the brain remembers to do that to keep you safe. But if you have an uh, an awareness of the construction theory of emotion, you can practice, like you said, mindfulness in that moment and more repetitions in the moment is what will help you actually construct better emotions for the particular outcome that you want. And that's really what it is. It's reps over time doesn't just happen like a switch because you're unquote unquote wiring so much of what's already within you very last thing i'll say and we'll go i remember when i was a kid i i remember i would scream into my pillow Mm. when i was super super frustrated and while there are worse ways to go when you're frustrated um than screaming into your pillow because it doesn't really hurt anyone yeah but i remember not being able to handle my emotions when I was a little kid. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. And and I think about it now and it's like, that's not. So if you've ever seen a kid throw a hissy fit, quote unquote, they probably just haven't learned how to master their emotions yet. They probably don't even know how to, and they've certainly never learned the constructive theory of emotion. Well, what's the parents response in that? It's usually like quiet, quiet, be quiet. Right. Instead of like a moment and opportunity to actually learn and work through and with the emotion. And then after the emotion is at a stabilized point then actually deliver in that way that that child or that person can handle it the next step of what the constructed theory is right like but a lot of people a lot of parents aren't even aware that the construction theory of emotion exists so therefore how could they perpetuate that theory versus the classical theory of emotion which is just like kid cries okay shut up like you're or being something's too loud. wrong we got to bring you to a psychiatrist and yes calm you down ritalin whatever it is and that's a whole nother oh, conversation whole nother that we're thing. not going to get into okay yeah. uh so is your partner too <laughs> emotional hopefully now you have a deeper understanding of your own emotions your partner's emotion and the constructive theory of emotion yeah uh before we we go here we have an event uh 
for November, Relationship Talks event every single month. This one is going to be putting your relationship first during the holidays. Emilia and I, uh, Q4 is always really challenging for us. Mm-hmm. I think it's challenging for everybody. There's a lot of holidays in a very short amount of time. There's a lot going on. It can be difficult to stay productive. And most importantly, it can be difficult to keep your immediate we bubble is what we call it, the we force field mm. um, safe and protected. The boundaries, there's a lot of expectations during the holidays. We're going to go into what we call the we force field. Mm. The analogy here, Emilia created it. Uh, she she essentially says, if you've ever seen Harry Potter, a lot of movie re- references today. <laughs> if you've ever seen Harry Potter, uh, there's a scene in the the last movie when Voldemort and the army is coming to the castle and they put the wands up to the sky and they put a force field around Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what we're going to help teach you how to do but with your relationship the we force field we have a digital asset that goes with this if you want to join to join us the link will be in the show notes Mm, such a valuable skill to develop so we hope to see you there also if this is something that you're struggling with say for example you've been called too emotional by your partner or you notice that your emotions are just up and down like a roller coaster, or if you just honestly want to learn a little bit more and you're struggling in your relationship in any capacity and you want to work with two people that can literally help you work through whatever that is completely free, 1000% private. We have a virtual link uh, so that Alan and I can spend 30 minutes with you on Saturday. We make sure that we dedicate 30 minutes on our calendars every single week for our community members so that we have a safe space for you no matter what you're going through. So we're completely unbiased and we've been able to meet so many members of our community and help them work through some of their biggest challenges when it comes to the intimate relationship realm. And we're really grateful for that. So if that's something that you feel pulled to, please book on our calendars. The link will be in the show notes. We can't wait to meet you. We love to meet our listeners. Okay. So as always, uh, first of all, happy birthday again, sweetheart. Thanks, love. You're welcome. And so uh, and it's not always... Wait, wait, wait. I got this. I got this. <laughs> you got it. Yep. Don't yeah. fumble at the goal line, Alan. It. We got this. <laughs> uh, it's not about you or me. It's about the, the we. we. We'll talk to you next time. I love you. I love you too, baby. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Conscious Couples Podcast. We love connecting with the Conscious Couples community. So please make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at Evolve with Amelia and Alan is a Lazarus 88. Also, if you or your partner resonated with this episode, leave us a review at the link in the show notes and please share this with someone you love and care about. Until next time, remember, it's not about you or me. It's about the we. We.